Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, Tyrac.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Redestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts thanks for listening to the doug gottlieb show podcast Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com, the way tire buying should be. Uh, we have a lot of NFL to talk about. A little bit of college basketball to talk about. Um, I want to start, though, with the NBA. Which is... Um, Look, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and be critical of every dude sitting out every game. I'm just not. Um, Obviously, the Spurs were the ones who started it, and they had success doing it in resting guys, and there was a time in which they would actually put down out because he's old, right? They actually did that with Tim Duncan. I thought that was great. It was hilarious. It was fun at the time, and it was honest. The league did not like that, so they had to come up with some sort of injury or became load management, and that's where the expression came. But there are, are there's a difference between 
playing the Bulls on a Wednesday night or playing, I don't know, the, the Hornets on any night and playing the, the, the team with the MVP and you have a player who wants to be the MVP. You know, this is, I mean, this is kind of our issue we have with most kids now, which is everybody wants the reward, but do you actually want to do the work for the reward? Because what happens is we all end up making excuses and be like, ah, that's where the, the participation trophy thing kind of comes in. Obviously, when you're little, like I remember when my son was little and he'd get a trophy at the end of the season, he'd put that thing up and he'd just stare at it for hours. Dad, you see my trophy. But at some point, we evolve into adults. And the best of us, or the most achieved, the, the people who achieve the most are the ones that are the most competitive. And I, I just can't fathom any sort of way in which anybody who calls themselves a competitor and a guy who's won an award that you want to win the last two years, and last year you thought I'm better than him, and you sit when your team plays him? I've never heard of such a thing. And, and look, we can sit here and be critical of the Sixers because the Sixers are going to say, hey, this was our call. We can back up Joel Embiid's decision because he has had an, uh, an often injured portion of his career. I get it. Right? You've been, he, that guy's been hurt a lot especially early in his career when people were trying to figure out, is it his diet? Is it his weight? What is the deal? Why is he not playing? Understand these things can be explanations or they can be excuses. But what are we actually doing? You know, he played Saturday in Phoenix they go to Denver on a Monday. They had a day off in between. Now they have a day off. They go home. They play Philadelphia. I assume they play. They go to Philadelphia. They play Dallas and Toronto. Then they go to Milwaukee. Then home to Miami, Boston, at Atlanta, at Brooklyn, and then they're getting ready for the playoffs. Like, what? What are we actually doing? Oh yeah, by the way, they had lost two in a row. You're trying to figure out what's what before you get ready for the postseason. But more than anything, guys trying to win an award. Trying to win an award. He had 46 the other night against Golden State. In a loss, but had 46. Great performance. So what's going to happen is if he doesn't get the award, you got dudes like Kendrick Perkins saying, well, it's because, you know, it's because Jokic's skin color. That's why. You got other people, well, it's analytics. Like, or maybe just play. <laughs> just, just play. If you're good enough, we'll all see it. If you're better than him, we'll all see it. I'm not disputing that your calf hurts or your knee hurts or whatever. If the playoffs were played last night, would he have played? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. So I don't, I don't blame anybody, not a single human being, if you don't want to vote for Embiid because he didn't play in a made-for-television, made for made-for-the-internet sort of event against Nikola Jokic. Oh, yeah, by the way, last night, ho-hum in a win. Granted, James Harden also didn't play. Uh, only took 11 shots, had 25 points, 17 rebounds, and 12 assists, and two blocks. 
I don't know if he's the best player, but the best player doesn't always win the MVP. It's the guy who has the best, most consistent season. And it oftentimes like, where is your competitive drive if you're not going to play in that game? That's a fair statement. And look, Jokic hasn't played in every game. You know? Um, last year, he played 74, 72, 73. It's not like he's perfect. He'll play in the in the 70s, but you're not going to play with Embiid? Yeah, he's going to play when Embiid comes to town. How do you not? I just, I wonder if we, are we taking the competitiveness out of, uh, out of these guys, or are they just not as competitive as we think they are? That, therein lies the question. Because if you're really a competitor, you sit there and go like, I'm not hurt, I'm just hurting, I'm a little sore, I want to play, I want to kick his ass because I want to win the award. Last night you could have won the award, could have won the MVP. And the only thing you do by not playing is open up the possibility of losing the MVP. If he played slightly better than you, then you go like, you know, he played a little better than me, but my whole season's been better than him. The only thing you could open yourself up to is criticism if you don't play. And that's okay if, one, you don't want to be a competitor, or two, and maybe most importantly, if you don't want to win the award. Like, if the award doesn't mean anything to you, that's that's also fine. I'm okay if that's the answer. Hey, you know, I, I really want to win a championship. I don't actually care about the award. That's fine. But don't tell me, Please don't tell me, hey, uh, I want to win this award. I'm the best player in the league. I've played about the same number of games. You know, he's played a couple, he's played six less games, but you don't play in that game. How can you not, like, who does that? And it's not like they play each other 15 times a season. It's not like the Knicks and the Sixers that play each other all the time or somebody, they're East and West. You get two shots. He just played. He's been playing well. What are we doing here? And then what are you doing if you're Adam Silver? Right? Like your job is to promote this league. And I mean, can you, can you imagine? What does that look like? Dan, help me out here. Like there's no way that, I mean, how do you give a guy an MVP if he's not going to play in a game of that magnitude? Yeah, it's, it's. It's, it's very difficult, and it's also very difficult to think that the NBA really wants to improve this regular season for the fans. And and I know it's not a, a league sort of thing, but who wouldn't have wanted you know to watch last night? And for, for a league that is struggling to make the regular season important, as we've talked about, even as much of trying to add playing or not playing tournaments, but midseason tournaments to try to get somebody to care – you know, at some point in January, now here we are in late March ramping up for the playoffs and you can't get any, you know, buzz about it. Like, to me, it just even solidified more of the fact, and I don't think it was for the Sixers' playoff hopes, but that this is now becoming just a two-month league. And that's what's really, really disappointing. And yeah. and, and even the, you know, even the, it even lessens the argument about the MVP, and you said it off the top here. Embiid has been all, you know, it's been all up in his feelings about the MB- MVP for the last couple of years. Put on your uniform, tape up your ankles, yep. and get your ass out there and play. Absolutely. I don't want to hear a word about the MVP from you anymore. Because last night you said, I don't really want it. Not, which is fine, right? If it's not that important to you 
and winning a championship is all you care about, that's fine. But don't, this is like, don't tell me you want to win the MVP and then you have a made-for-TV matchup and you decide not to play. And to anybody who goes like, well, the Sixers at bull. If Joel Embiid wants to play, Joel Embiid plays. Period. Stop. End of story. It's, it's really frustrating. Hey, here's, did you see this stat? And again, I've seen it tweeted. I haven't seen ESPN tweet it. But the Louisville-Iowa women's college basketball Elite Eight game. And full disclosure, I watched. I have, it is the, my brother is a women's team coach at Grand Canyon. Okay, he's an assistant at Grand Canyon. I watched a full game of theirs versus UC Irvine. Actually, that's not true. I showed up midway through first quarter. And that game and the, and the, the and I, I once did a, it was called Full Circle um, of the NCAA championship game where Rutgers played, right? That was right after the Imus comments. That was the day, the day before. Anyway, I did, those are the only two women's games I had watched start to finish until Sunday night. But I don't know if you saw this stat, but that game outdrew on ESPN any NBA game they've had all season. And this is why. It's not because your league is, isn't popular. Your league is crazy popular. But I'm not going to sit down and watch the game when I have no idea. Like, I'm not watching last night. I don't care. And I love basketball. I don't want to see him play against dudes. Like, James Harden's not playing and Joel Embiid's not playing. Why am I watching Sixers Nuggets? Help me, help me, Jay Stu. How do you, do you, do you vote for Joel Embiid to be MVP after last night? Uh, no, I'm with you on this one. I, I fully agree with you. Um, and then coming off the whole Kendrick Perkins saying from several weeks ago um, where the vote for Jokic is is a vote for white people, uh, essentially, I, th- I think that he comes off a little even more tone deaf on this one because he played, he got the triple-double, and then just to kind of rub it in, after the game, he had nothing but praise for Embiid. <laughs> I like that touch, too. Um, and, and by the way, I um, I went down a rabbit hole for Caitlin Clark. You, you said that you watched the Iowa game the other night? Mm-hmm. I, I went down a rabbit hole, and I was watching her highlights. I recommend to our listeners you do this. Um, her, like, pulling up for logo threes on fast breaks and stuff, it's crazy. I, it's really fun to watch. So, uh I'm a Kate One Clark fan. Uh, I I am I am too, and and I've and I've long like most m- men's basketball players long made fun of the women's game or pointed out you know the WNBA and some of the the ridiculous asks for salary and private travel whatever uh, because there just isn't or hasn't to this point been the money there to back that up. It's it's only about economics, not about not about feelings. But I got to tell you. It was, I can't miss. And then the final four, she's going against South Carolina. It's like the best defensive team in the country and the defending national champs. Like, and I want to watch that now too. I want to see if it, how it works. And she wasn't perfect. She had, I think she had like nine turnovers too. She almost had a quadruple double, but dude, she was pulling up and dropping dimes. And it was, it was fun. It was a lot like how it, how I would imagine Larry Bird play when he was at Indiana state, making everybody better, shooting crazy shots. And just, it was fun. But again, to the point is, like, women's basketball has increased in popularity. It's not that popular. The NBA is super popular, but nobody knows who's going to be on. So people are like, even our, even super fans like me will go like, eh. <laughs> I can't do it. It's, it's, it's nuts. 
I mean, I felt bad. My son, you know, we took him, we went to, uh, I took him to the Laker game last week. LeBron wasn't healthy, wasn't playing yet. Anthony Davis did play. They played against uh, the Suns. Totally get Kevin Durant, who's just now cleared to play, going to come back and play. Wasn't yet cleared. But DeAndre Aiden didn't play. Like, come on, man. What are we doing here? I don't know. So my my big takeaway, and Dan, if you if you disagree with it, you're more than welcome to. I just think last night it's just I don't want to hear about the MVP from Embiid or any Embiid's people anymore. Yeah, I I don't want to. <laughs> I I feel guilty sometimes, Doug, because I feel like I I am always harping on the NBA, and you know I, I need to celebrate the Sacramento Kings, you know, who are still that magic number of one of getting into the to the postseason or Oklahoma City. Um, you know, trying to get into the playing tournament. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. The point is there's there are good things happening in the NBA, but I but I always feel like I harp negatively on it. And I just think it's an overall, again, another big picture uh sort of thing. I don't know how many people have NBA TV. You know, I'm not I'm not sure, but it would have been an opportunity for people to tune into that game and to see um, you know, the head to head matchup. Just on a Monday night when, again, there's nothing really going nothing on outside of the women's, you know, the, the two games there. That's it. And it's it's not there and it doesn't happen. And it's just like, oh, well, okay, playoffs start in three weeks anyway. So, um, yeah, I, I just, it was, you know, yes, you, you, I think you actually nailed it with the last part, which is there was nothing else on. Nothing else on. I tried to watch the game and I I turned it off when I saw Harden and, and Embiid weren't playing. And so I was watching the finale of The Bachelor, which was the worst crap TV I've ever seen in my life. Like, it's it's devolved. It's so bad. I was just sitting there going, like, I can't stand these people. Why am I watching this? And I had a couple buddies at my house, and we're watching. They're like, why are you watching this? I was like, there's nothing on. <laughs> like, well, what about? There's literally nothing on. You were watching it with buddies? Well, I was cooking tacos. I made tacos, and then we were just <laughs> hanging around. And I like flipped around, and I, you know, you get like a channel sticks on one. And then I'm watching, and I'm texting friends like, "This is the most annoying thing ever." And then they were like, "Why are we watching this?" I was like, I, "There's nothing else on," and there was really nothing else on. That's that's really it. That's it. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat a slice of pizza in under 30 seconds, or I know it'll take you over a minute to down that two-liter. If you have, then you're going to love pick six. The new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. It's super simple. First, download the DraftKings Pick 6 app. Then, pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat, like rebounds, points, assists, and more. Play Pick 6 from DraftKings, the new fantasy app that packs more fun into less time. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use the code DOUG. New customers can play 5 bucks 
and get 50 in pick six credits. That's code Doug only on DraftKings. Pick six. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 first pick set to receive $50 in pick six credits, which are non-withdrawable and valid for pick six use only expire after six months. Restrictions apply. Limited time offer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick six not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick six states. Void where prohibited. See terms at picksix.draftkings.com slash promos. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporting handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to tirerack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Goodyear tires. Ship, ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Goodyear test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com. Way tire buying should be. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. I just learned Discover Cards is something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double your cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you've earned doubled cash back on trips, restaurants, all doubled. Seriously, though. See terms. Check it out for yourself. Discover.com. Uh, you guys remember John Harbaugh? He said uh, at the end of the season, 200% chance they Lamar Jackson be on the team next year. He sat down with Tom Pelissero. Of course, this is yesterday after... Uh, Lamar tweeted out that he had asked for requested a trade on March 2nd. Here's Harbaugh. Right after the season, you did the press conference and you said something along the lines of it was a thousand percent chance, 200 percent chance he's going to be the quarterback. And you also said, we want Lamar to be a Raven. Lamar wants to be a Raven. Right. All of this kind of negotiating stuff aside, do you believe in your heart of hearts, number one, that he still wants to be a Raven, and number two, that he will be starting for you week one? Yeah, I mean, when he said I, 100%, 200%, want him to be a Raven, and I believe it's going to happen, and you prepare that way, you know? like, But obviously what goes with that is you don't know what the future holds. I mean, none of us do. So, uh, But I know he's, he's a good guy. I know he loves to play. Um, I know one thing. If he's lining up there in the purple and black, he's going to be all in. Um, so obviously he dodged. Dodge answering that question because it may be an impossible question to answer. All right, uh, let's get to Charles Robinson, NFL senior reporter for Yahoo, senior NFL reporter for Yahoo Sports. He also hosts You Pod to Win the Game. That's a tremendous podcast. You should download if you want to know anything about the NFL. Um, what's the league's reaction to Lamar's tweet yesterday that he had asked to be traded March second? Um, it's a good question. I I don't think. In terms of teams around the league, it really changed anything. I think they all knew, look, when he was allowed to basically negotiate with teams under the um, unrestricted uh, franchise tag, you're effectively saying, 
we're potentially opening open to moving this guy. Now, I don't think there's any team out there that believed that or believes right now that Baltimore would ever let him go for the two first round picks compensation that they would likely match. Um, <clears throat> but I do think that what Lamar did signaled, I think it signaled a couple of things. Number one, he's willing to take this to a much more public um, level than he has before, engaging in this kind of, you know, outward narrative. And then number two, he can engage in a, a knife fight. Like that was sort of the question. Can Lamar, the agent, represent um, Lamar, the player, the way another high-level agent would in contract negotiations? Well, what he did was very much a an agent type of move. You put the tweet out right when you know John Harbaugh is going to talk, forces him to address it, changes the narrative at a time where, you know, the coach has to be available to speak on it. Um, it you know, I think from that standpoint, it was an impressive move um, tactically from him. Does it change anything? I don't know that. I don't know that it does. But I look – what we're hearing from Lamar and, and John Harbaugh, it's interesting. I, I kind of compare it to, like, you've got friends that are going through a divorce. One of them wants to stay in the marriage, and they're telling their story. And then you have one that wants out of the marriage, and they're telling their story. And you're sitting there trying to figure out, like, where is this really headed between these two people? And that's kind of where they are right now. I think Lamar wants out. I do. I think he wants the divorce. I think John Harbaugh doesn't. And if you ask me – if they part company, what resolves it? I would bet a team calling with three first-round picks would be a conversation starter. I just don't know what team that is that would exist in that realm right now. Right, because to get there, you have to not only give up those picks, but then you also have to operate on the understanding that you're going to give him somewhere in the neighborhood of the contract that he wants, which right. I, I don't know that there's anybody who wants to do that. Right, Even, even Jim Ursay, who everyone knows needs a quarterback, He's like, right. I got no problem with the dollars. It's just I'm not giving the fully guaranteed. Basically, you know, guaranteed. he said I'm I'm not I don't like fully guaranteed contracts. He means five years. He doesn't mean like three. People will do, you know, right. three and then two add-on years. So yeah, like, and that's look, Doug. That's part of right now. Um, I think that's what's frustrating me about the the narrative out there that where you have like analysts talking about this and like people are saying, well, is is race involved or is it this or is it that and. It, I can just tell you straight up, like teams are looking at him and they're saying, here's a guy who part of his game is depreciation, like running is a depreciating aspect in the NFL. It's a depreciating asset. So it will be for Josh Allen. It will be for every other quarterback that has even Justin Fields. There will be a point where it becomes a depreciating asset. It usually happens after year five or six. It starts to go downhill and he's there and he's ended two straight seasons um, with injuries, he told us last season the reason he didn't, you know, play didn't play in the playoffs really kind of derailed things for Baltimore was because it was a serious injury. A lot of people kind of clucked their tongues and said, "Well, you know, no, it's a negotiating tactic or whatever." No, listen to him. Take him for his word. He says it was a serious injury. Okay, well, now factor that into the, you know, the future and the contract you would offer him. So you can't say, "Hey, I just suffered a serious injury." No, this is real. I wasn't setting out to preserve value. And then on the other hand, say. No, but I'm fine. Give me a fully, you know, guaranteed contract because what Deshaun Watson got it in Cleveland, and everyone universally agrees that was a terrible contract done in Cleveland. Yeah, it, it reminds me of the Darrell Rivas thing, right? Where the Jets said, "Hey, we think he's the best cornerback in the league." He's like, "Well, I want more money than Namdi Asmawai, who was the highest paid guy by like four right. million dollars." And we're like, "The Namdi Asmawai deal is a bad deal. 
Why do we have to replicate a bad deal? That doesn't make any sense. You know? Right. And so, okay, it, it, so I guess you, the, the... Go ahead. Uh, like you, the, well, the, you could... Let's, let's look back toward that one thing real quick. You could argue the Kirk Cousins deal when Minnesota did that deal was a bad deal, but here's the thing. Kirk Cousins signed for three years, okay? So I think teams would be okay engaging in a quote-unquote bad deal if Lamar was like, yeah, that's fine. I'll do a three-year deal. You just give me a three-year fully guaranteed deal for $150 million. Maybe that would be a different situation. But right now, that's not what's been on the table, and that's, he has not given an indication that that's the kind of deal he would want. Um, okay, so I, I, guess, I guess the issue is, you know, people think, okay, well, after the draft, teams will be interested. Like, no, they won't. After the draft, they'll be uh, set. It's if you ask me a window, like what window makes sense after the draft makes sense, because then you have a different kind of pressure applied right now. You have teams that are sitting there, particularly at the top of the draft. They're saying, well, we we're going through our process. We feel like we're going to have our quarterback, yada, yada, yada. And so I would look at Indianapolis in particular. <clears throat> Indianapolis is sitting there for a lot of people have them pegged for Anthony Richardson. We'll see. But if they come out of the draft, if something there's a left-hand turn either in their evaluation or something changes where, let's say, Richardson isn't there at four, un, un, you know, something unexpected happens and Richardson isn't there at four, um, then on the other side of the draft, there's an additional layer of pressure that's now applied. You didn't get your quarterback. Now what do you do? But that doesn't exist now. So I'm saying there could be a window after the draft, but I'm with you. It's not this guarantee that that's really where the rubber meets the road. It's, it's a possibility not a guarantee. Well, and then there's the aspect of this. The Ravens could have him with no negotiation for the next three years and, and with franchise tax. No negotiation. Like, they have <laughs> under no, there's no, listen, the only thing it does is it screws up their cap a little bit. But yeah, if you sign well, into a new deal, it's going to screw up your cap a little bit anyway, right? So one of the, one of the first two years of, uh, of it, depending on how you structure it. Like, there's no motivation for them to have to trade him. It's they have leverage. I mean, there's no question. And and I think people have to also understand about this when, when people are up in arms about well, why is he getting a deal? Why is he getting a deal? Look at these last deals that, that other players got. Well, the two kind of quote unquote landmark deals that have been landed, again, go back to the Kirk Cousins deal when he landed the what had been at that time the richest contract in NFL history when he got three year fully guaranteed deal. Um, from the Minnesota Vikings, I think it was what eighty-four, and then um, and then Deshaun Watson. Well, what happened in those two scenarios? And this isn't going away. People got to they played leverage into their hands. Kirk Cousins went through the tags. Washington said nothing we can do. Got to let him walk. There you go, unfettered free agency. You're out there. You get the biggest deal, despite being at that point maybe a fringy top ten quarterback statistically. Um, and then you look at Deshaun Watson. He got into a situation where he sat out an entire season said, I'm never going to play for you again. Um, you know, the, the civil cases and whatnot, we'll set that to the side in the equation. But, you know, at the end of the day, four teams came to the table. And even among those four teams, and this can't be overlooked, the one that gave him the deal was the one that was eliminated in the process. They were told, you're out. And to get back in, they had to do what? Go Over above back. and beyond what anybody else thought they could. Those two scenarios are what doled out the kind of contract Lamar Jackson wants. If he wants that kind of a deal, he has to create a kind of scenario that fits that model. 
Um, uh, did we lose Charles for a second there? We'll try and get him back in one second. Oh, you still there? It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. As uh, we continue with Charles Robinson, senior NFL writer from Yahoo Sports. Uh, do we have him back? You got me? You got me back? Okay, I'm not getting him back. Okay, there we go. There we go, Charles. Um, Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, so oh, Charles, yep. um, help, help me out here. Aaron Rodgers, you broke this, right? Asking prices changed. Where are we with the Aaron Rodgers to the Jets deal? So they're close. Um, and the way it's stacked up right now is I think the Jets would be comfortable giving up two second-round picks, one this year, one next year. And then the second-round pick that's in 2024, they would be comfortable having some kind of built-in team performance escalator that could push it to being a first-round pick. Say they host a divisional playoff game, they go to the AFC title game, whatever. Some kind of escalator that makes it achievable for the Packers to get the first-round pick that they really want out of this. But to do that, the Jets want to know they're going to have him for more than one year. So they're basically saying to the Packers, look, give us some protection on the back end of this, okay? If he doesn't play in 2024 and you still get your second and first round pick out of this, we want some kind of a give back in the 2025 draft. We want some asset that you're going to give us in case this guy dips out after one year. And the reason they're doing that is because Aaron Rodgers went out publicly and said, I went into the darkness retreat 90% retired. That, that caused a problem and created a wave. And so now they, you know, the Jets want some kind of protection on the backside for that because let's be real if you're only giving up if you're giving up a first and a second round pick and you're only getting one season out of that that's foolish it's not equitable whatsoever no matter you know i mean you basically have to win the super bowl in that scenario so basically they just want protection on the back end in that 2025 window if rogers chooses not to play in 2024 right now the packers are reticent to give them to him i will bet you this ends up getting done I, i'll call it i will bet you inside of a week we will see this deal come to fruition Okay. If that's your prediction, what's your prediction on Lamar Jackson? I th- I th- I don't th- I don't think he signs, and I don't think a team comes to the table three first round picks with a contract demand. So I think we're going to go into July, and he's going to be staring at, at signing his tag and playing on the tag. I just don't I don't, I don't know. I don't see the market out there. I don't understand. So far, there's no there's no sign that there's a market for a team giving up three first-rounders, and the contract on top of it for him, given the, the injuries of the last two seasons. Um, and and the fact that a lot of teams have quarterbacks right now that they feel like they're ready to, to roll with in 2023. That's another thing, too, that people are forgetting. Go down the list. There are a lot of teams out there. I would have put them in Atlanta. But Atlanta wants to see what Desmond Ritter's got. I mean, what, what can I say? Well, well there's, there's, also, there's also this, uh, what, what I think people are missing on, okay, is all of these teams – are built when you have a, a, a quarterback on a rookie deal, right? right? That's how you build a team. And then, you know, if your quarterback's good enough, you give him, you know, Pat Mahomes, you give him an extension, maybe you lose a, a Tyreek Hill or whatever. Like, you're going to have to lose some guys because the, the quarterback's making so much money. You know, Josh Allen becomes good enough. But again, that team was built when he wasn't making any money, okay? Right. So, of the teams that have the desire, maybe even the desperation, there it at, right now it doesn't match up like – Indy is in re- it feels like they're in rebuild mode, right? We got a running back we like, we got some pieces we like, but we really kind of got to redo this this whole thing. Right. Um, but you can't rebuild it if you have a quarterback making more money than everybody else and you got to give away two, three first round picks. Like it just doesn't marry up. 
Yeah, it's. An, I mean, it's difficult because I think Cleveland, again, when Cleveland gave Watson the deal that they did, they felt like the surrounding roster was in good enough shape that once he played a full season for them, they were going to be a contending team. Now we'll see if, if that's actually going to happen this year, but um, I would agree. I would say that the you know the few teams that could potentially be interested in him are probably further away at this point. I. Although, you know, again, I still think Atlanta would be viable. I think Washington would be viable. I think those would both be viable playoff teams with him in the fold. Um, you know, Indy, I don't know. There's still quite a bit of work to do there to retool that roster. So, you know, maybe that's a little bit different. But, um, you know, maybe if, if I were really questioning why he's languishing a little bit, I'd probably look at Washington more than anything. But the difference with Washington is what? They're going through the middle of a sale right now. So it's not, you know, the timing to add a player like Lamar Jackson. It's, you know, Dan Snyder's not going to do it. And, you know, what, you have the Harris-Mitchell group that could potentially be buying him. You have um, Steve Apostolop. I'm going to, you know, I've tried to say Steve's name a million times. The Canadian billionaire. I would say Canadian billionaire Steve. Apostolopoulos? Apostolopoulos. 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 Yeah. We have, we have, we're going to have, if he gets it, we're going to have years to work on that. So, um, you know, you can't, I just don't think you make that move um, with him in the midst of, of that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think he's going to have to decide whether or not he wants to, you know, play on the tag or sit out. I couldn't possibly see him sitting out because $32 million versus what Deshaun Watson was risking at the time $10 million plus to sit out, and they still paid him anyway. Um, completely different scenarios in terms of the sit-out uh, avenue. Charles, awesome stuff, man. Uh, really, really good. Uh, I love listening to your pod. It's called You Pod to Win the Game. Read his work at Yahoo Sports. Appreciate you joining us as always. Steve Apostolopoulos. <laughs> We're going to get it, all right? I'll keep, I'd like to buy a vowel. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporting handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Game Time is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save. Progressive.com. Let's get to a game. This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. My guy Dan Byers here. What's the game you got, DB? Doug, the game today is... All right, Doug, rank rank the teams in the men's final four, one through four. Uh, Rank them how? Um, Just who's... By order of height? Yes. (laughs) Yes. No, really. In terms of how good they are? Yes. Uh, They're school food at the cafeteria. Oh, well, that's different. That's different. I got a great cafeteria story, I'll tell you here. Hopefully we can fly through this segment. Um, One is going to be UConn. Two is going to be San Diego State. Three is going to be Miami. And four is going to be Florida Atlantic. All right. Okay. I thought maybe two and three. Atlantic can't win. Yes, correct. Can't win both games. Uh, Doug, rank your top three NBA MVP candidates. Ooh. Well, I told you that we're eliminating Joel Embiid, right? Yep. Okay. Gone. He gone. He gone. (laughs) So, uh, obviously, I got to have Jokic. Um, I think... You would agree. We got to have Giannis in there as well. Yep. And then the question is, you know, what do you do with the other spot? Right? I mean, Luca's team is not playing well. Um, Shea Gildas-Alexander, is his team is overachieving. But is he like the league's MVP? Jason Tatum's team's having a great season. He's not as averaging as many points, right? He's more, just more of a pure scorer. Um, and, you know, so it depends. I think Trey Young, I think uh, John Morant took himself out of any sort of running uh, with his suspension with all those games mixed. Is that, I think that's fair. So uh, I'm going to put, I'm going to put Luka three. I'm going to put Jokic two and Giannis one. Mm, all right. And and my, my logic behind Giannis is his team's playing well. He's playing well. And the stats, which support have been helping out, right? 31 points a game. Um, he's shooting 55% from the field, 
Uh, obviously not great from three. That's always the issue. He's averaging five and a half assists, 11.7 rebounds. But he does it in 31.1 minutes per game, as opposed to um, some of the others who play more. Now, Jokic only plays 25 uh, uh, Wait, no, excuse me. Jokic plays 33 minutes a game and averages fewer points, but a lot more assists. I'll put Jokic, Luka, and then Giannis one. All right. Here's a question that may be a little weird, so I hope it I hope it comes out understood. Yes. Rank the three quarterbacks best suited to start for the 49ers. Now, Patrick Mahomes can't start for the 49ers. He's a member of the Chiefs, so he's right. not included. Right. But there are current members uh, of the 49ers. There are guys who are retired. There are guys who, um, you know, could be available via trade. So you're talking about Brady? You're talking about Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, yeah. Lamar Jackson, okay, so- you know, and Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, Sam Darnold were on the Niners roster. Oh, I mean, um, I would say Lamar, three, Brady, two, Aaron Rodgers, one. Mm, all right. The issue I would have with with Rodgers one is he didn't like Lafleur's system per se, and it's the same system, right? Uh, the issue I'd have with Brady is he had to move in that system and he doesn't really move. But neither of those, especially Brady, doesn't get hurt. Lamar gets hurt, so Lamar moves better than the other two. But he's not. I don't feel like he's as good a pocket passer as the other two. I don't think anybody would argue with me. Uh, but also, he get he's gotten hurt a lot, right? And that was their big, one of their big turnoffs with Garoppolo. So I'll put Lamar three, Brady two, and Rodgers one. I, I may be in the minority on this, but I am not shocked, but I'm getting near shocked on how quickly the 49ers are moving off of Trey Lance. I mean, I just... I, oh, I can tell you that last year, he was working out here in Southern California. I have friends who have kids that work out the same, and they're like, nobody thinks he's particularly good. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Maybe they, maybe not those as a person. People, everybody yeah. likes him as a dude. Just is not his throwing motion's a little funky. The ball's not great, and he he has no experience. He's been hurt. Yeah, it does not. He didn't overwhelm people. All right, Doug. Uh, finally, with these number zero coming back to the NFL, rank your favorite jersey numbers in football. Uh, just in, that you're you love seeing on a jersey, whether it be your old forty four. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, this, this, is easy, this is easy, right? Okay. Um, I think, I feel like 33 is underrated. It used to be a cool number. Maybe it's because Larry Bird. 33, 32 are like co-3 and 3, 3B, sure. right? 7 is 2, and 44 is 1. And that's game time. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Ernie Davis word at Syracuse. Jim Brown ordered Syracuse. I just learned Discover Credit Cards does something pretty amazing. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you earn. Check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. Yet another wrinkle in the Aaron Rodgers saga. Next in the Doug Gottlieb Show. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. 
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.